Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live. Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacket Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void where prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Michael the Hebrew Hammer Brown, and I am one half of SB Nation's The Dream Take podcast along with my dude jeremy brenner who does have the night off it is just me live here on the facebook page for sv nation's the dream shake for tonight's post-game show of the houston rockets loss to the los angeles clippers the rock game but are your uh one-stop shop for all things post-game houston rockets for you guys to come hang out with us talk some rockets basketball and do our thing so once again the houston rockets lose tonight to the los angeles clippers 126 to 109 uh fairly decent game uh played by the rockets i know 
they end up losing the game by 17. But in the fourth quarter, uh, this is – it was a close game in the in the fourth quarter. The, the First of all, the Los Angeles Clippers shot just a ridiculous percentage from the field. Jake, always good to see you and hang out with you, my man. Um, I mean, the, the Clippers shot 51% from the three-point line. I mean, they were 19 of 37 from the three-point line. The Rockets were 12 of 37. I mean, there's your game right there. I mean, the the, the Clippers scored, what, 21 points? Uh, 21 more points from the three-point line than the Rockets. Rockets lose the game by 17. I mean, that's the game. I mean, if the – Ryan, always good to see you, my man. If, if, the, if the Clippers are going to shoot like this, I mean, good luck beating that team. I mean, tonight, no Patrick Beverly for them. Uh, no Paul George. That team is legit. I mean, if you, if you talk about the hierarchy of the the Western Conference, I think Clippers, Lakers, Jazz, Nuggets right now for me. I mean, those are the top four teams. Uh, Phoenix is there too. Uh, I, I want to give all the love in the world to the Phoenix Suns. Um, so probably gun to my head of teams that I believe in, in the playoffs, it's Lakers, Lakers, Denver, Lakers, Denver, Clippers, Jazz is where I'm at personally. I I don't think the, I don't think the Jazz have enough of what it takes to, to perform at a high level in the playoffs. We've talked about that a little bit, but uh, let's get to the box score and then we'll get to some comments left by our wonderful, phenomenal, fantastic uh, viewers and followers uh, as we want to always uh, highlight anybody who takes the time to watch the show and, and comments along with us. Uh, tonight, Kelly Olenek, 32 minutes, 13 points, 11 rebounds, three assists. Jay Sean Tate performing at an, at, a, at an unbelievable clip right now for this team, 18 points. Two rebounds, one assist, uh, seven of 14 from the field. Did struggle from the three-point line, one of six. Christian Wood, 23 points, three rebounds, two assists. It's a problem for me if he's only getting three rebounds with with how big he is, and uh, that's a problem. Let, let's leave it at that with Christian Wood. But uh, great night offensively. Uh, Kevin Porter Jr., uh, 14 points, six rebounds, a big muscle tough to Kevin Porter Jr., uh, who did have a career high 13 assists tonight, was only 4 or 13 from the field. Um, highlighting the rest of the, the team, Sterling Brown, uh, great night tonight, 25 minutes, 15 points, four rebounds. Uh, KJ Martin Jr., 14 points, six rebounds. Very cool moment for me to watch. Uh, his dad, Kenyon Martin, for anybody who remember, uh, or I guess I'm at the point now where I can say, I mean, I'm old enough to have watched his dad in the league, and his dad was a was a bad boy. His his dad was a bad man in the league. Like I loved watching me some some of uh, Kenyon Martin in the league. Uh, Armani Brooks and Daquan Jeffries got into the game a little bit at the end. Nothing of substance there. Uh, Kawhi Leonard, in my opinion, stays the best two-way player in the game. And to me, it's not even close. 
Uh, Kawhi Leonard is just a, is a guy that I respect his game a lot because he, he's just an assassin. I mean, 33 minutes on the court, 31 points, five rebounds, eight assists on 11 of 20 from the field, including three of six from the three point line. Uh, Reggie Jackson, who by all intents and purposes is a scrub in the league. I mean, he's, he's Reggie Jackson. He's a nice player, but you give up 26 points. Four rebounds, seven assists, 10 of 14 from the field, six of nine from the three-point line. And a vast majority of those threes that he hit were uncontested. Not okay. Uh, But he had a good game for them. Uh, Morris, nine points, four rebounds. Uh, Zubac, 10 points, seven rebounds. Uh, Terrence Mann, 16 points, three rebounds, nine assists. Nicholas Batum, 17 points and three rebounds. Tonight was a perfect example of when you play a really good team, their superstars are going to score what they're going to score, i.e. Kawhi Leonard is going to get 25 to 30 points most nights, but it's nearly impossible to win the game when you give up you know, 26 to Reggie Jackson, 9 to Morris, 10 to Zubac, 16 to Terrence Mann, 17 to Nicholas Batum. It's going to be nearly impossible to win those games. Um. Let's get to some of the comments. Jake says, KJ Martin's three-point shot looks decent. With his inside game and a consistent three-point shot, he will be special. Yeah. Um, couldn't couldn't say it any better myself. I think it's going to be really important for KJ Martin this upcoming offseason to play in, you know, it, James Harden was notorious for playing in those pickup games. Um you know, at the, at the, you know, at the Y or the 24 hour fitness or LA fitness or whatever you want to call it, you know, those special pickup games where it's just a bunch of NBA dudes getting together and, you know, playing some, some pretty intense uh, pickup games, KJ Martin, it's going to be important for him to get into those types of games, to continue to develop his game from top to bottom. And it's not to say that his whole game needs work but it does. I mean, every, there's, he's 19 years old, right? The fact that tonight you look at his stats and uh, what did he, what did he have tonight? Uh, he shot two of three from the three point line, four of six from the field, continuing to develop his game is going to be so crucial, especially at this point in his career, that if he can take a giant step forward going into next season and then he plays at an even higher level next season and does that for the next three to five years. The sky's the limit for, for him. Uh, Angelito says, can't beat that team with the shooting. Yeah, I mean, if you're going to play a team like the Clippers with all the talent in the world and they're going to shoot 51% from the three-point line and make 19 threes, good luck. Uh, Ryan asks, I know we've discussed this before. But you changed your mind about drafting Suggs over Mobley if Houston doesn't get the number one pick. Um, I, look, to be honest with you, Ryan, it's first of all, it's going to be a topic that we're going to discuss a lot, right? And, and I'm going to go back and forth on how I feel at a given time because it's a very fluid situation, right? It's, it's something that I actually watched some tape between – uh, Thursday show, or excuse me, when Wednesday show. Yeah. Wednesday show and tonight of Mobley and of Suggs. 
and a, and a lot of my opinions on who the Rockets should, let's say the Rockets end up with the second pick overall in the draft. A lot is going to depend on what the Rockets map or uh, floor plan is or game plan is for this offseason. If you intend on signing John, let's just use this as an example. First of all, you, the Rockets are going to have a decision to make on Kelly Olynyk, because I think Kelly Olynyk is playing his way into not a first bracket type of contract. He's not going to get paid max money, right? Kelly Olynyk is not a guy that's going to make max money this offseason. He's not a guy that's going to get five years, $100 million. So take that out of your minds if you're listening to this show right now. But I firmly believe he's going to get, if he wants it, a four-year or five-year deal worth north of $10 million a year. So if you're the Rockets and you approach Kelly Olenek about re-signing him, now the Rockets have plenty of money. We don't need to go back to... The fact that the Rockets, when they traded James Harden, that was a complete salary dump. And you can't convince me otherwise. Because if you look at the trade for Kelly Olenek, or excuse me, for James Harden, you traded James Harden for four first-round picks, four first-round swaps, and all of the talent that's on your team right now, the money expires at the end of the year. That's the definition of a salary dump. That's what the Rockets front office did. Now, is it in the best interest of the Rockets in the next five to seven years? It remains to be seen. Right now, it's a salary dump. So you have all this money that you can play with. Every money's Bradley's, every Bradley's money comes off the books. You got P.J. Tucker's contract off of the books. Kelly Olenek's contract can come off of the books. So if you wanted to sign, let's just use this as an example, right? Let's say you have the second pick overall in the draft and you wanted to sign Kelly Olenek and John Collins. You could give John Collins 20 to $24 million a year annually for four years and you could re-sign Kelly Olenek for $12 million a year for the next four years. You could get both of those guys and they're still cheaper than James Harden. James Harden was going to make $41 million next year. The numbers that I just threw around is $36 million. So let's say the Rockets were able to get John Collins to come here. There's your starting four. Let's say you get Kelly Olenek to come back here and be your swing uh, power forward center first big off of the bench because he's happy here. And he's talked about it numerous times how he wants to build a culture here in Houston. Now, whether that's bullshit or not, I don't know. Honestly, when athletes talk about anything anymore for the most part i take it with a grain of salt i don't know if i believe it or not but ryan to to go back to your comment if you get olenic and john collins here signed long term you no longer have a need for uh for evan mobley at number two and you take jalen suggs and then all of a sudden you're looking at a stable next year of at least initially john wall uh, Kevin Porter Jr., Jalen Suggs, Christian Wood, John Collins, Eric Gordon, and Kelly Olynyk, with young guys in Jay Sean Tate and KJ Martin Jr. Yeah, go ahead and sign me up for that in about five and a half seconds. But you have to think about 
that's a lot of moving parts and that's a lot of things that have to happen, but it's doable. All of those things are doable. It all comes down to the fact or the question of, do you have a front office that wants to put their money where their mouth is? Because we all know that we have an owner that likes to talk. We have a general manager that was on the Sean Salisbury show this past week, and he likes to talk. Will they put their money where their mouth is this offseason? Because if they do, you took a very good Clippers team tonight. And for, for anybody who wants to come at me listening to this show saying, the Rockets lost by 17 points. Well, did you watch the game? The Rockets were down five in the fourth quarter, and they're playing this game without John Wall, who we just saw in the Dallas game how important John Wall is to this team. They're playing this game without Daniel House, and they're playing this game without Eric Gordon. And yes, the Clippers are playing this game without Paul George, uh, without uh, who's the or Patrick Beverly, who had to have uh, surgery today because he probably got really upset about getting thrown out of the last game and punched something in the locker room. Just throwing that out there. That's my honest opinion. The Rockets have played that, you know, they played the Clippers tough tonight. I give them credit. And yes, you know what? It's a moral victory. And typically, I'm not moral victory guy. But what's the alternative? To come on here and, and continue to get upset and angry about losing? No, because the vast majority of the people who are spending their Friday night watching this show and the people who are going to listen to this show this weekend want this team to lose. They want to improve their the Rockets' chances at landing a top-four pick, thus keeping their draft pick. So in all, all, in all honesty, this should be a celebration with most of the fans right now. But that's my plan, Ryan, is that's the best plan that I see personally outside of a trade to improve this roster next year. And that's landing a top-four pick and guaranteeing yourself one of either uh, Jalen Green, Jalen Suggs, uh, Evan Mobley, or Kate Cunningham. Number one, signing John Collins and re-signing Kelly Olynyk. If you can do those things, you're a top, you're a playoff team in the West next year, and you're flirting with a top six seed. Uh, let's get to some of the other comments. Uh, Angelito, big fan of the show. Appreciate you as always. Our young core is getting into the groove. Love that. Yeah, absolutely. That's something when Jay Sean Tate is a guy that a hell of a find by uh, Raphael Stone. Uh, props to Raphael Stone for finding Jay Sean Tate because that kid is a flat out baller. That kid is going to be for the next seven to 10 years, a consistent 15 and seven guy. You found him in Australia. And if you can find a way to make him a vital part of your success for years to come, a big mazel tough to you. Uh, Reggie Jackson just being lucky. I hate him. I don't like Reggie Jackson. Reggie Jackson's a punk. Congrats. Like, you're, you're riding the coattails of the, the superstar talent on your team. You still suck. Sorry. Not sorry. It's 1140 on a Friday night and the Rockets are 74 games below 500. You're going to get brutal, honest Michael out in this show tonight. Reggie Jackson's a scrub. Uh, Jake says, do you think Wood is almost afraid to hustle for the rebounds because of his ankle? Uh, it's a great question. Look, if he's that worried about his ankle, then why are you playing? You know, 
Like it's very easy for this Rockets team to manipulate some of their 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 other contracts. Like they could bring back Justin Patton. They could ride with Kelly Olynyk as the starting five. This has to be a chance. This has to be Christian Wood. If he's hurt, then t- then tell the coaching staff, look, I'm hurt and I can't play. But if you get on the court with your size, the fact that you're getting three rebounds is not okay. Um, when you look at the overall rebounding edge tonight, the Rockets actually won the rebounding battle, which is shocking to me. Um, but just from a, a fan's perspective, like if you were to tell me, oh, Christian Wood had a great game last night. He had 23 points and he had three rebounds. My antenna goes up of why is he only getting three rebounds? That sort of thing. Um, so I, I think his ankle is probably part of the reason why uh, he is, is having some problems on the, on the glass. And I think it's definitely affecting his game. So that's a great point by you. Uh, Angelito Brooks must be put in the rotation, not on garbage time. To be fair to the to the coaching staff, Armani Brooks just got to the team, still learning the offense. Uh, the Rockets were in the game for all the way up until the the latter part of the fourth quarter, basically. So putting in Armani Brooks would have been, uh, I I think, doing a disservice to the guys that uh, were playing and were performing at a high level. Uh, but I do feel like. Uh, Armani Brooks, and, and I think to a certain extent, Daquan Jeffries, both of those guys are going to be able to get some decent run here in the next couple games uh, to show what they can do and see if they can become a, a vital part of this uh, rotation. Um, how much will Olenek, uh command a year? Talked about it last year, or excuse me, uh, in the beginning part of the show. Um, you know, to me, He's a, he's a 10 to a 10 to a 12 and a half, $13 million a year player. I, I think he's done enough to show that he's earned that. Uh, Lewis Brown asks Collins or Olenek don't think we'll get both. Uh, I don't know. I, I really don't know. I think, I think Kelly Olenek as long as I think he's at a point in his career where if he's going to get paid good money, then I think the Rockets have a chance to keep him. And I think if John Collins, if, He's going to leave Atlanta. I don't. I, I don't believe Atlanta has the money to keep John Collins. So I think John Collins is on the move, and I think you could sell him on a tandem of him and Christian Wood. I think the sales pitch there has to go to Kelly Olynyk, and they have to say, "Look, you're not as you're. I don't believe you're a starting power forward. I think you could really anchor our bench. You're still going to play a ton of minutes." Um, you're going to play a, a really good amount of minutes on this team. You may not be on the court at the end in crunch time. Cause I think if you get both of those guys, John Collins would be the guy that would be on the court at the end. But that to me, I think the, the door is open to get both of those guys. And I think if you could land both of those guys, watch out. Cause I think the Rockets, the, the rebuilding of this team takes a huge step forward with those moves. Uh, what to do with the other two picks asks Harvey Lee. Great question, Harvey. Um, shooting. Uh, the Rockets have to add shooting. The, the Rockets too many times this year struggled with the ability to uh, hit the three-point shot, uh, quite honestly. So uh, to me, 
with those other two picks, number one, it depends on where they go. Let's say they go Jalen Suggs at two. So you get your your guard forward because he'll play the two slash three position. I think you get with one of those two picks, you get a uh, a big. Uh, I know how my my wonderful co-host feels about labeling positions with guys. I think you you need to get a, at least a project with a big. <clears throat> you know, a guy that's you know six foot nine to seven foot. Uh, I'm not. Unfortunately, I'm not too familiar. I'm not getting into my draft analysis until we get closer to the draft. But I'm sure that there's a couple prospects uh, that you could look at with one of those picks in the the latter part of the first round. Uh, So I would try and get a big who's a project. The other guy that I would look at is this kid from Baylor, Davion Thomas. I'm sure I'm butchering his name, but guy with the dreadlocks from Baylor. Really liked what I saw from him. Uh, when he helped dismantle my Houston Cougars in the final four. And then what we saw from him in the championship game, not sure if he would be there with the Rockets pick in the first round, but that's the type of guy that I would be looking at uh, there. Harvey then says, these games are going to show that we need Mobley the most. Yeah. I think the, the Rockets fan base is going to be split all the way up until the draft, depending on where the Rockets choose. I really don't think though, I think you could make, um, I think you can make a sales pitch for obviously Kate Cunningham. I think you can make a sales pitch on Evan Mobley. And I think you can definitely make a sales pitch on, uh, Jalen green or Jalen Suggs. So any one of those guys, I think you instantly make your team uh, better, but we'll get into the draft closer towards draft time. Um, Lewis Brown says so far, Oladipo trade looking good for the Rockets. Uh, yeah. Um, you know, Kelly Olenek, I think is definitely doing some good things for this team right now. So yeah, I mean, an Oladipo went up for a dunk and, you know, celebrated too hard a little bit and tweaked his knee. So, you know, as long as, uh, Kelly Olenek continues to stay on the court with Avery Bradley, I think those two veterans are helping the young core of this team develop and i think that's the biggest key for this rockets team for the rest of this season um ryan list off here's all of our guards right now dj augustine avery bradley armani brooks john wall dante exum sterling brown eric gordon daniel house nawaba kpj Suggs or cunningham depending on the draft who stays or who goes on that list great question Uh, DJ Augustine has one year left on his contract. Um, if you draft Kate Cunningham, you're going to have a decision on John wall. It wouldn't shock me if they found a way to move John wall. If you get Kate Cunningham and then DJ Augustine would be your backup one. So I do think DJ Augustine is a rocket next year. Uh, Avery Bradley's gone. Armani Brooks probably is gone. If you get Cunningham, John wall's probably gone. Dante Exum is gone. Sterling Brown, I would love to bring Sterling Brown back, but depending on the other moves that you make uh, with this roster, um, you know, if you go spend the money that, you know, Tillman pulls out of his piggy bank, you know, for Raphael Stone to go spend, um, and he spends all of it, and, and Sterling Brown doesn't get any of that money, he's probably gone. Eric Gordon's under contract. Uh, it wouldn't shock me if he's moved by the deadline next season. 
And I think to start the season, he's on the roster. David Nwaba, I would love to bring David Nwaba back. Realistically, I think he played his way into a bigger contract. Um, and KPJ, more of a forward, but I get where you're going with that. So hopefully that answered your question. Alex, always good to hear from you, my man. Uh, Ryan just covered your big question. Uh, yep. So, guys, it is nearly midnight here at Central Time. It's time to wrap the show up. Uh, it's been an absolute pleasure, as always, uh, being with you guys uh, here on Facebook. Um, I do want to take a moment uh, to, to thank everybody. Uh, we've been looking at our – we take a really close look at our numbers um, every day. And in all honesty, doing this show is probably one of the greatest uh, – things that I've been, you know, been able to do in my professional, you know, podcasting career. And, um, I really just wanted to take a moment to say thank you to everybody that watches, you know, these shows on Facebook, listens to the shows all the time and makes us, you know, honestly, one of the best basketball podcasts in the game. A hundred percent. I firmly believe that. And we only have you guys to thank. So I just wanted to take a quick moment, uh, to say thank y'all very much for that. It, it really means a lot when you guys spend the time, you know, talking Rockets basketball with us and listening to the show as often as y'all do. Um, Rockets are back tomorrow night against the Golden State Warriors. Uh, the, looks like the Warriors didn't lose to the Washington Wizards uh, tonight. I'm sure Steve Kerr is going to be all butthurt about that loss and he'll have something to say tonight. Key to the game tomorrow. Um, looks like for the Warriors tonight, Kelly Oubre had a good game, 23 points. Steph Curry having an unbelievable season. Uh, James Weissman, their big center, is coming along nicely as well. It uh, looks like Draymond Green had a so-so game tonight. Um, so in all honesty, tomorrow night, uh, look to slow down Steph Curry as much as you can and James Weissman. I think if the Rockets can find a way to slow down each, you know, either one of those two guys, I don't think it's about you know, slowing. I don't think it's about shutting down one or the other. I think with the Warriors, I think if you can find a way to slow down either Steph or James Weissman, I think the Rockets have a decent shot at winning this game in Golden State tomorrow. Um, so tomorrow night, Jeremy Brenner has you uh, covered on uh, the Dream Tank over on a locker room. Uh, we'll set up the schedule for games next week, so you guys will know about that uh, tomorrow. This has been another episode of the Dream Take the number one podcast for SB Nations, The Dream Shake. Uh, if you guys are over on Twitter, make sure to give a follow to The Dream Shake at Dream Shake SBN. Make sure while you're on Twitter to follow uh, my personal Twitter uh, at BSW Podcast underscore MB. You can follow The Dream Take on Twitter as well at The Dream Take. Make sure to give my co-pilot, Mr. Jeremy Brenner, a follow at Jeremy Brenner, J-E-R-E-M-Y-B-R-E-N-E-R. -E 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 Once again, your very unhappy final from inside of Staples Center. The Rockets lose to the Clippers, 126 to 109. And until next time, Rockets fans, go Rockets! Today's episode is brought to you by cars.com. 
With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. Support for Pivot comes from Polestar. At Polestar, every inch of every vehicle they design is thoughtfully made. They're made to transform auto performance, accelerating from 0 to 60 in less than 4.2 seconds with fully electric all-wheel drive. They're made to elevate the driving experience with LED headlights and a panoramic glass roof. And they're made to uphold a greater responsibility to the planet using sustainable materials and energy-saving systems. The result is a car that combines the best of today with the technology of tomorrow. Pure performance, pure design, Polestar. Design yours and book a test drive today at polestar.com.